Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Virgilio Disable, owner operator of Disable Painting Decorating Servicing, GTA and Von and Woodbridge. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. I love it. Never had a birthday yet. <laughs> I picked that song because the Is it your birthday today? It is the master painter, my uncle Virgilio Disable. It's his birthday today. June thirtieth, nineteen sixty-two. I hope. Well, I got that happy right. birthday! Oh, happy birthday there. Okay, I, I that's, that's our first, first birthday. Yeah, we like that. Wow, really breaking some virginities here. <laughs> <laughs> so we've we've got uh, Vincent Amadeo. Amadeo is my middle name. Middle uh, it's name. Vincent Amadeo Maida. Okay, and the construction company is Amadeus Custom Construction. What do you do? Okay. So Gen- no, no, like the, the brief, the brief, like what, what is the one, one pointer, the one sentence, the, the elevator pitch? Well, I sang birthday for my uncle Virgilio, Virgilio Virgilio, so I'm a painter by trade, and it's all because of him. Um, okay. So he taught me everything about painting. My uh, first house we did was in 2005, 16th Slide Road. I pass it all the time, and I love it. Massive home. Um, I started off filling baseboards, casing, sweeping, going to the truck, clean this, grab that. Uh, you know, did a couple summers worth of that, and then that started into, you know, sand those holes that you filled, and you know, run that caulking, and then, you know, maybe. Okay. Okay. Don't get ahead of yourself. I mean, just so we're gonna talk a lot about finishing, but also we're gonna talk a lot about because you're like probably half our age. I'm exactly half your age. Are you kidding? Wow. Me? Yeah. Wow. So you're twelve. Wow, holy cow Wow, that's amazing Half our age Okay, so we've got a lot to talk about Very excited I want to more Like we totally want to know A lot more about you And try to figure out And go down this path And I know Vincent You're probably a a little Will will he be the youngest That we've had on? You might be Oh boy You might be Because Flo and Omid were 25 You might be the youngest That we've had So Pressure, 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 pressure. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're going to talk. This is going to be an interesting podcast. So I'm glad, first of all, that you're in. I'm awesome. glad that you finally made the time to come in and we schedule it. I know that we've chatting for a little bit to try to get this whole thing going on. We are doing our 90th show. This is our 90th show. Nine zero, gentlemen, ladies, gentlemen, everybody. You know what? That birthday song couldn't have been any more proper than today. 90th show. <laughs> I've already had a shout out from somebody reaching out to me asking, can I be the 99th? I was going, I'll talk to Carlito and I'll see what I can As do. long as he's a hockey player and he likes the Oilers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I want to get right into the show. And we have our first segment. History with Manny. Look at that, eh? I want to ask you, Vincent and, and Carlito. Oh. When did actual lumber size change to nominal lumber size? That's mm. a really good question. It when, must have been in the 70s. You're off a little bit. What do you think, Vincent? I'm going to say before the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but around 55. when? 65. 64. 64, right? 64 is when we stopped using true 2-inch by 4-inch lumber and other 2 by 8 and, and so on. And we changed it over to 1.5 to 3.5. So stupid. So I, I, I agree with you, right? And uh, it's just saying that it was a 34% reduction in actual volume of wood use. Basically, what we're, it was a, coined the term selling air. So you were selling two by fours, but you were actually selling one and a half by three and a half. So you were selling air. 
That's what that's all about, right? I'm just trying to figure out, it was after the World War One, the increase of demand for construction lumber led to the first national size standard, which was 24, 1924. This was revised in 26, 28, 39, 53, and yet still one more revision, which basically became what we know today in 64. So we're so used to from 64 to now 2020, we've been using the one and a half to three and a half. And that was history with Manny. (laughs) (laughs) That was very interesting. I know to find that kind of stuff out is really interesting because I'm sure a lot of people don't know. And if they're listening now, they do know. Right. Uh, I call that useless information that always comes in handy in conversations. Instead of staring at breasts, you can bring this up. <laughs> we are at Skylux Studios. And we always Skylux want to say thank in. you to Mark for having us here. So this is a great facility to record our podcast. We have the door open. So if you start hearing the cut shop by the side there, uh, we won't say that they're cut. Are they in chop shop? No, we're saying it. <laughs> <laughs> Just what, wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be funny if they actually walk in? What can't that be in the podcast, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any <laughs> Colombians over there. Was that Colombian? I thought Cuban, that was, Cuban, yeah, Colombian. whatever. You picked the nationality. Uh, let's get back to the 24-year-old. Vincent, tell yes, us sir. everything about you. 24 years old. What age did you get into construction? So it was your uncle? Yes, Virgilio. The uncle okay. is what started everything. And then you were at, what age were you at that you got the bug? It must have been 10, 11 years old. Holy cow. You saw him painting? You wait saw wait him. a second. Wait a second. Him. Before we go any farther, what is your nationality? Well, me and my parents, we were both in Canada, born in Canada, but um, both of their parents, they were born in Italy. So my mom's side is from uh, Salerno, and my dad's side is Calabrese. I know wow. where Calabrese is, but where's Salerno? You're going to have to ask them. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I don't guys. even know where that is. <laughs> No, I'm trying to figure out. Leave. No, it's leave. just such an yeah. it's such an early age to start. So I can I condemn them to like I I I condemn them. You condemn them. I condemn oh my them. Goodness. <laughs> Other than Virgilio, I have no one in construction in my family. Um, That's it. My, just the two of you guys. Okay, so on my dad's side, no one whatsoever. Um, on my mom's side, my uncle Virgilio, he operates disabled painting and decorating, and his brother Sam, he's one of the managers at like a magna plant. Uh, so he's in the trades and. But not necessarily the construction construction industry. But but blue collar, if Carlito, you know, blue collar. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I'm a little surprised that your dad. So what is? May I ask, what does your dad do? He's a doctor. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so why didn't you get into medical? Honestly, I knew from day one I wanted to do something with my hands. I, I would see construction every day, walking downtown with him, looking at the you know the guys in the skyscrapers building the stuff and residential construction. We'd see all these renovations and new builds being done in in, in the area. I live in Vaughan, so we see construction all the time, whether it's roads or <laughs> high-rise custom homes. There's a lot of construction going up there, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. All right. So, so now you got the bug. I have well, the bug. Well, how did you... Was he babysitting you that he had to bring you along to work? No. Uh, okay. I'm pretty sure that how it went like this. Uh, we were at my nonna's house, and my uncle was doing a wallpaper job at one of their neighbors. And I think it was on, during the summer, of course, when I wasn't in school, and I might have went with him for a day, hang him, help him clean up a little. And it just turned into, you know, I'm home during the summer. And, and I'm a kid too, so I'm watching, if anything, the landscapers cut the grass. That's as much construction as, as I'm getting. <laughs> but um, I, I asked him, Zio, you know, let me go to work with you. And, you know, ever since, I mean, he wasn't going to say no. Hey, free labor at that time? Why not? You're and a teenager at this time? 11 years old. That house, when I started in 05, I was probably like 11. 
But like full, like when I was getting more on the tools, that's when I was in high school and stuff during those summers and those weekends. 16, 17, yeah, 18. When I was more of like, we'll call it like a kid filling holes, running through the truck, sweeping, sweeping, cleaning, going into high school, you know, maybe you'd, you know, maybe you'd put the first coat of primer on, or maybe you would cut the white in the ceiling so we can cut the wall color, or maybe you can run the caulking and, you know, and turn into like after high school and after college, boom, full-time sub, you know, you're. Is it true that if you don't pay, because to have a teenager on a job site is a little risky, but if you don't pay them, Ministry of Labor can't do anything. I think that's the truth. That's what I've read or spoken to somebody about. I don't know, but that's a whole other argument. I mean, tr- trying to prove that. and no, no, as long as you're not paying them, so they're volunteering, legally speaking, you can have them on the job site, I think, because they have to learn. Well, I mean, China has people working oh at seven. <laughs> <laughs> Back to reality, Vincent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we just lost a billion listeners. Yeah. Um, seven billion. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his numbers down. <laughs> you're like fascinated by the way he's doing things and you're mesmerized that you want to learn how to do these things? I was really lucky to have him be so, so good at what he does you know he he really is like the best painter i've ever seen like he like the lines he cuts it's mesmerizing like it's almost old school oh old school he's not old spraying school. taping he's not doing oh he's not doing any oh oh interesting he's not doing any of Hold that on. when i mean taping he's taping his lines yes i mean you're not going to get a straighter line than that i mean yeah. i know you people say it's cheating this and that no you're going to get a laser no, so, no such thing that. as cheating i never said that and you know what the people who said oh you're cheating with the tape those are the guys who are doing the, the shitty job because yeah, they don't the know truth. what true straight lines should look like and all that kind of stuff. You know, he's spraying the three coats of primer on the door, sanding five. Three times. coats. Like, yeah, I love he's, it. He's oh, I love a guy he's that primes. A, a, an, an artist. Like we, we that house in 05, That was all oil. That was all like old school kind of. <laughs> what What do you prefer? Do you prefer MDF or Poplar? When it comes to paneling, obviously MDF, but you're not going to be spraying that new Lenmar Duralac that everyone's using on it. You're going to spray your first coat with a sealing primer, a primer that seals the wood. So you're going to want to use something like the Fresh Start by Benjamin Moore, or uh, Benjamin Moore carries it. It's an Insulix product. Uh, they make sticks and Aqualock. The product's called Aqualock Primer. They also make cabinet coat. So that MDF, if you don't seal it, you're going to get... Hairs. You're going to get the hairs. Swelling. And, and even though you sand those hairs down, if it's not sealed, once you spray that second coat of primer over those unsealed hairs, they're going to come right back up. If you spray your first coat of primer with a, with a sealable primer, sand it and then spray your um, Duralac over top of that which is like a topping primer which is like sands very powdery and leaves a nice finish yeah i love that stuff i like to use the Duralac for my second coat of primer i want to my anything that touches bare wood bare mdf bare anything you want to use the best you can use um but i take it you're a benjamin moore guy obviously i am a benjamin moore guy and i'm dabbling with ppg though too no i i i mean i don't mind benjamin moore wait you like ppg too i'm dabbling with their gloss industrial kind of stuff why is that? I don't know. You know, I saw that trend with the fine paints, the yep. Pharaoh and Ball. Yeah. Uh, it's not easy. It's not easy. You can't to spray work with? it too heavy. Oh, yeah. Applying it, prepping for it. It's perfection. You got one shot at it, that yeah, kind yeah, of thing? You have one shot, and if you screw up that first shot, you pretty much have to start all over. All over. If you spray that product on too heavy, you're going to get pitting, and then you're going to have to sand it down and fill those pits and reprime and respray and... It's not worth doing, I'll be honest. But I'm sure that you've made mistakes too when you were oh, learning yeah. because you had yeah. a, that's how you learn. You learn from the mistakes, right? I, like I, I, I think back to the and first still... time I ever plastered. It's a joke, man. Yeah. I would hit somebody if they did it that but way. But you know what? No job's ever the same. Like you could plaster for 30 years and 
the wall will always seem to surprise you. The comp phone will always change on you. Yep. Something will flash, temperature. And it all depends on the house, too. Yeah. It all depends on how it was built originally. How it conducts. Yeah. Yep. So you're a George Brown boy. Yes, I am. Oh. Do you like it? Did you like it? Did you learn? What's the story with George Brown? So for everybody that's in the States, I guess just construction. It's a college. Yeah, it's a college. And it's, what was the program? Construction engineering. Nice. Okay. I've actually guest spoke at George Brown. I've been there twice while you guest spoke. Oh, were you there? Oh, I was Sorry, I didn't recognize you. I'm going to blame that up to my age. Oh, okay? wait, wait, wait until we get into this. <laughs> no, you know what? I, I have actually reached out recently to back to George Brown because I wanted to do more. And, and Carlito and I actually wanted to do a podcast there. We wanted to go there and have an open forum and do that. We're still working on it. But then this little thing called fucking COVID came up and all of a sudden things change and people's afraid of everything. And. We're still working. You're still working, aren't you? Never been. Yeah. So it's just like construction. I love that construction. And I, I do want to veer off just a tiny bit about the whole COVID thing. I strongly believe that COVID has taught people who were not hardworking to be less hardworking and to accept the fact that they can do less and get paid the same amount. And it's really annoying because the construction sector has not stopped. We are working crazy hours. We, but the problem is that our suppliers and the way the distribution is and how everything is set up, that laziness dial has just veered off, man. Well, it's I, just also, I also feel that they're letting us use up their old stock. Some new stuff isn't coming in. But I learned really quickly that Home Depot was threatened when, when COVID showed up. They honestly believed that they were going to shut down half the stores across North America, U.S. and Canada. They honestly believed that that was going to happen. So they pulled back on all the suppliers, all the material coming in, and the exact opposite happened. And now we have this surge where you can't get anything. It's hard to get things, and things are taking longer. But I just wanted to veer off in a tiny bit. George Brown, you tell us, was it good, bad, ugly? What's the story? It was great. It was fun. Um, you did four-year program, three-year? I did the three-year. Okay. You know, it taught me a lot about estimating, a little bit of construction management, learning the divisions of construction and everything like that. When you're out of there, you don't... You retain it? You'll retain what you've done over and over and over, and that was the estimating course. Uh, I think it was Omid who said he has that Excel spreadsheet. I still have that Excel spreadsheet. Do you oh, find really? it realistic? Okay, is it you're, applicable you're not, to today? Um, okay, well, that spreadsheet's just going to say, okay, uh, it, it, it um, sorts everything out into, you know, you have this amount of square foot, you charge this much per square foot, this is what you're going to make, this is what you charge the client, uh, this is, it's more for getting, like, takeoff kind of stuff. Okay. Like, like, takeoffs. I wouldn't take that spreadsheet and give it to a contractor and say, this is your price. You still have to take that spreadsheet, put it into a contract or some sort of document to give to your client. Taking... The drawing, the takeoffs, putting it into the spreadsheet, you know, they taught you all about that and getting organized and and stuff like that. Which a lot of guys don't realize that's half of a construction. It is, but you also have to know like what you're taking off. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, say you, I graduate from George Brown, I, I go work for a big drywall company and I yeah. estimate a job. You have to, like, you have to work in the drywall industry before you even go quote that job just because you have, you know... Um, the, you know that schooling experience and and all that kind of stuff. That's not good enough. You still need that real life. You need to have those mistakes under your belt. To, you know, yeah, you have for to have sure. Those well said. For sure. To, you know, to to make it. Was George Brown a real world experience? No, not at all. 
Was oh, it no. anywhere near real world experience? No. Ten oh percent of real world experience. If, maybe if you ask my dad, who's a doctor, oh, that, that's what, that's what construction is like. Uh, you know, that's how it is. Uh, I know, you know you, but you it's really kind of like asking somebody on a TV rental show. Yeah. <laughs> if you it's... could only see my eyes right now. <laughs> jab, jab, jab. Uh, so okay, so you took what you took from. George I took Brown. what I took. Yeah, and I, I kind of ran with it well let me ask you what did you take from that like what are you actually really using so you're using a spreadsheet what else did you take out of that whole three Uh, years some of the software PlanSwift for takeoffs that really helped I had no idea that even existed Um, you still use it today the free trial yeah (laughs) (laughs) because it's a money grab it's a a money grab I I still like printing the drawings and looking at it like that and writing it all down and and that kind of stuff too but PlanSwift man you're not going to miss a square foot you know, when it comes to takeoffs and stuff, you need to use your technology and, and, and you got to be up to date with the kind of stuff like that. You get Sorry, drawings. When it, when it comes to schooling and stuff, that's, that's been so far kind of away from me. I've, I've been focusing so much on. When did you get out of school? How old were you when you got out of school? 20 ish, maybe 20, 19. You remember those days, know. Carlito, when you're 20 something and all of a sudden four years feels like four decades? I mean, you couldn't ask me what high school I went to. Really, guys, I don't like. I'm. I have never looked back. Really, never looked back. Yeah. Gone. So now you're you're well, going forward. Well, before we go too far ahead, how was Manny at the speech when you were at the college? <laughs> Did you feel like he left something out that he could have used? Jab, jab. <laughs> no, no. You know, it was really awesome. That, in fact, I had such a great time in there. I remember asking him when you're going to do the next one. That's you know. Um, long time but, ago. Yeah, no, long time ago. Um, it, it was awesome listening to a real contractor talk about his everyday experiences and his talk about his clients and stuff like the stories you, you shared. Unbelievable. You know, I couldn't have professors. Wow. Share that kind of stuff. Really? The no, professors no. weren't sharing that kind of shit. The, and the professors were industry professionals, too. Like I had an architect who ran his own firm, you know, a guy who worked for Acon part time. I think their issues, they were not on the tools enough. I always want to see the results coming out of someone actually that went to school. I agree with you regarding that's why I think it's important for people that are in the industry to actually go to the schools or go to anything like go to events, go to trade events, go to everything and just speak. Now, this is something that I personally learned from Jim Carrick when because he was more than willing to always offer up his advice. If he bumps into somebody, he's always stopping and he'll spend a few minutes and he's basically giving you an opportunity to ask whatever questions you want. You know, and a lot of people are nice. Like I've been like I've been recognized at so many places. I'm in my personal time. I'm in my personal space. People are still very nice about it and they'll just reach out and ask me questions and I'll make the effort to stop and answer. I really do. I think it's important that anybody that's gone ahead should actually look to everybody that's looking to get ahead. Well, there's another level also. Like, say I'm in a big box store and I hear an employee telling uh, a customer wrong information. The wrong information. I'll let that guy finish up and then I'll be like, hey, excuse me, can you come over here for a second? They'll be like, yeah. And I'll say, that guy just fed you a whole bunch of bullshit. It's about selling the product that's here. I'm going to tell you what you should really use. And, and you know what? I think contractors hearing other people that in that situation just take a second and stop and give their two cents to somebody to help them out. You know what, Vincent? Here's, here's something that I want to ask you. What do you want to ask us? Because we've got a few years of experience over you. And, and trust me, in the last two years of my construction life, I've gone through a lot of shit that I haven't <laughs> shared. 
<laughs> Cardito knows about it, right? But I've gone through a lot of shit. And it's really funny. I was having a conversation about the shit that I've been going through with somebody that I know in my personal life. And they were asking me, do you remember how you were like basically spiritually, mentally, physically a year ago? And now look at how you are now. And we all know that shit happens and shit will disappear and good stuff is going to happen eventually. So are there any questions you want to ask us? Because he's been through a lot of shit too. And he's got the years of experience on that fake TV show, right? Oh so- my God, if you could see my <laughs> fist right now. <laughs> I've got the experience of real construction. <laughs> is there anything you want to ask? What does it take for, uh, for a young kid to... Like, how do we get your first shot from two guys like you? What does it take for, what does it take, what does it take? I totally, I know you're saying, I know you're get saying. get first job pretty so much from I got my first You don't build. know me. You haven't seen my work. I know. We don't post on Instagram, I but I know that I'm capable of doing the job with my guys. And I'm, I'm, I don't know how you feel, Carlito, but I, I That's always. That's a loaded question. No, no, no. So. I always give anybody a shot and I've said it over and over. I don't care if you have one day experience or a thousand days experience. I will still treat you exactly the same way. I know within the first hour, if you've got a work ethic that actually lines up with my agenda, mm-hmm. that's really important to me, right? So if, if, if I see that, great. If I don't see that, then we're not going to get along. I always, I'm more than willing. But at and that time, you've already given them the first shot. So you've seen, like, they've came onto your job site. You've given them that first shot already. Okay. But cold calling someone who's building a beautiful house in King City and they, and they say, well, okay, well... What are you going to charge per square you, foot? You, know you what? can't have that number on the top of your head to give them that. Lately, a lot of help. guys have been reaching out, and I actually wanted to make the announcement and let everybody know that I want to expand my circle. I really want to start opening up and offering more people into my circle so then I can have a bigger Rolodex. I can have more than one HVAC. I can have more than one plumber. I can have one more of every single trade so I can give them a shot and try it out because I want to expand. I'm really hungry about expanding. All it really takes is I tell everybody that reaches out to me, they'll DM me. They'll go, listen, you don't know who I am, exactly how you just stated. They'll give me their digits. They'll go, listen, can you? Can I get a shot? Can I present? Can I quote? Can I whatever? Just give me one chance. And I'll be like, listen, here's my email. Drop me a line every so often. You're not going to be interrupting my life. Drop me a line every so often. You don't drop me a line every single day? Do it. It's not going to bother me. You want to drop me a line every single week? Do it. It's not going to bother me. I say just please stay in touch because lots of people reach out to me. And, dude, I get older, so I, it's not that I forget things. It's just I've got so much things to, to remember. And so I just tell people, you're not disturbing me. Just drop me a line every single time. So I think you, and, like, we saw this with other people, Chris from last week, he was in the yellow pages looking for people that he wanted to just met, like look at and just shadow. And that was back in the 70s, 80s, 80s, 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> but I say to any young person out there, just constantly drop them a line. And just remind them who you are, where you are, what you offer. Tell them about what you did this week lately. If you learned something new, tell them about that. We're going to want to hear that because then what's going to happen is we're going to remember your name. We're going to remember the handle. We're going to remember yeah, the phone number. I think, uh, first of all, I, I'm really proud of you to become a caveman. And you said Rolodex. Um, <laughs> that really... like I know that, what that is, by the way. Yeah. Well, I, I was surprised that he actually used that because he is a computer freak. So um, <laughs> I'm pretty proud of him that he said that. Uh, no, but getting to the realistic part of it, you know... Things are changing really fast, and I think that anyone that's going to take this industry really seriously should do a few things. And if they want a better chance of working somewhere, I have about 14 certificates under me. I could pretty much walk into 
any your, your job WSA, site. Working at Heights, all that I have kind of everything. Yep, yep. Like I have. I have to thank the union for that because I got a uh, whack of those too. I actually yeah. want to get into that with you, but that is so important to have yeah, uh, sure. an employer. An WSA, employer yeah. hiring someone. I will hire you before I hire a hundred other guys that have a better resume than you, only because it tells me something. You're serious. If you went out and got those tickets and you're ready to roll and you've already saved my company a couple thousand dollars by getting that, that's everything to me. So like if anybody's listening, if you're really serious about it, an employer will take you so much. Like if I have Manny and say he's 24 right now and he has no tickets and you approach me at 24 and he's been in the field five years more, I will take you in a heartbeat faster. Because I already know that you're safe. I already know that you're aware. I already know that you're serious. The other guy's just talking. If anybody's listening out there, I, I want that yin yang. Like it's great to you know reach out and speak to people, but showing people how serious you are is everything. I think it's important that anybody who's looking to hustle and try to get some work, I think you just got to leave a lasting impression. Don't be annoying. Be honest. And I think that if you don't try to make a caricature of yourself and just be yourself, you're going to get a lot further. So if you're open and upfront and just go, listen, Manny, I like what you do. I like your work. I'd love to be on your job site one day. Can you please consider me? I'll automatically reply. I've always replied to every single person who's not a dick. Right. And I've never, I was really surprised you you responded to me. I I reply to everybody. I reply to everybody. If you're a dick, I do not reply to you. I've got a dick. I don't need another dick in my life. Yeah. So I reply (laughs) to everybody. I make the effort to reply to everybody. And I just tell everybody, here's my email and drop me a line every single, I don't care if it's every day, honestly. So I just think if you stay true to yourself, be honest and let them know exactly what you're looking for. Someone will listen. They're listening. And, and, and I think in construction, the good guys want to listen. They want to hear it. And they want to see the young guys that are hungry that want to move forward. We only have so many more years in construction. You guys have a lot more years in construction. And we want to see guys stay in this business and grow this business and move it forward. I think in the last, as bad as IG has been in social media, I think construction actually has moved forward leaps and bounds. I don't want to blame IG for this. No, I'm saying about the fake stuff. Yeah. I'm just saying that guys taking a lot of pride in, in social media. They're showing off proper pride, like real pride. That has propelled this industry forward. That's what I just think. I think we hogged enough. I think should we get back to him? Yeah, let's get right back to Vincent. So were there any other questions? I just wanted to throw that out to you. But No, that, that, I mean, I have, a, I have a bunch. But I mean, There's a bunch, and keep well, on bringing them up. You you're got me so curious now. You know, you've got your tickets. You're 24. What union are you part of, or what union were you part of? Uh, 1891 painters and yeah, painters and allied trades for how long <laughs> how long was that uh, was, i'm in my second year i'm not uh oh yeah newbie you, you're no longer I'm, there yeah. no no i'm still there I oh still you're still there excellent and, um, yeah so right now i'm working i'm subbing for a non-union outfit but i, I was subbing for a union outfit that's how i kind of got in there and and i'm gonna stick in there you know even if i'm not going to be subbing for a union uh company um, you know for your benefits and all that and it gives you the opportunity Do to you have a pension also when you work for a union outfit. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, as long as I stick with my union, I can sub with that union outfit, you know, as long as they're happy and, and give me that work, I'll stick with that union company when, um, when they're looking for, for manpower. I'll tell you the non-union outfit. Um, it's, it's a lot different. It, they're all cowboys, man. It's, uh, it's really, 
I thought you like Carlito used to talk if, about our union. Non-non-union guys. Are not our cowboys. Union guys, I found. The drywall union guys. Very professional. They know what they're doing. They're, they're very serious, serious about fast. their stuff. Oh, and they're fast. Hard oh workers. My gosh. Very hard. Mo- but the, the work? Hardest working guys. The work? Immaculate work. You know what? I'm so happy you said that. Thank you. Oh, I love the drywall union. Oh, my God. They... Comparing the quality, the board hanging at the job I'm on now, compared to the high rise I was at, you can't you can't compare. You can, every single high rise board, was non-union. High rise was union. I'm at a ten story right now. It's non-union, which is strange. But every other trade in there is union. But it's an open shop. The contractor is an open shop, so the drywall uh, contractor is non-union. So and apparently the stewards in there all the time, and he just gives them shit. Do you, apparently do you that's okay. I don't do know. you find the education from union guys higher? Or more, uh, more realistic than the Cowboys? You can tell a union guy, go build that shaft wall and walk away. You can't tell those non-union guys, go build that shaft wow, wall and walk away. Wow, that's very well said. You know what? You're actually, that's true. Mm-hmm. I'd, look, I'd agree with that, put honestly. The talking, the, 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 and there's so many moving parts in, in commercial. It's insane. You guys said guys who start in commercial end up, you know. In, custom. End up in custom. I know why. I mean, there's no way. If I didn't go into commercial... I wouldn't know what you know uh, a denser drywall product would be. I don't know fire stops, laminating compounds, all that kind of stuff. Fire stopping is a big one. Fire taping, but I have no idea. So union was really it sounds like that was your real school. That was my real school. That was your real school. Drywall school. Really loved it. Yeah. So you learned a lot. Let's go, Epa. Let's go. <laughs> There's Irish guys on the site? No, no, yeah, a lot of a lot of Croatska, let me tell no you. No way. Oh, and the of union course. You need tall it. guys there. Oh, they were huge. Six five. <laughs> um uh, so hang on, slow down. And Carlito. Shlivavitska every oh, morning. Oh yeah. I love it, man. You don't want me to you don't want to see me on that stuff. <laughs> All right, so we're talking to Vincent from Amadeus Custom Construction. We gotta do a little segment here, bro. Building code talk with many. <laughs> I want to do a building code talk, but I found I wanted to actually talk about something interesting about an engineer structural. I thought it was really interesting that I'm on a current build right now that I haven't divulged just yet because I've nicknamed it internally the Disney project. Just because of the amount of Mickey Mouse that's been going on up until this point. And you're doing goofy. a really good job, though. You're cleaning it up very uh, well. Dude, it's, 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 it's good. It's good. It's getting there. But I, I found something interesting that uh, it's a project that has, uh, it's a renovation, technically speaking, that's removed the front wall, removed the back wall, did an addition, did an underpinning, kept the side walls, added a third floor. Structure. Let's talk about structure. The engineer has decided that on the new third floor and on the second floor to add any perpendicular walls with three-quarter ply to be skinned on every single perpendicular wall. doesn't matter if the wall is two feet or six feet. So you're talking about vertical. Vertical surfaces. So we have to PL... Not Portuguese luck, actual glue. I love that one from Marcelino. <laughs> oh, my God. We love that one. <laughs> oh um, and then we have to put nails every six inches. And any splits or any uh, joints. But you know why nails, right? I totally understand yeah. why, right? I think there was a TV show that kept on using screws. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. but Structural, uh, yes. Yeah, it's like whatever. Shear straight. I don't know. But nobody really wanted to teach the guy who's looking at cue cards, the Marlon Brando of construction. Yeah, those um, weren't structural <laughs> walls, by the way. <laughs> so glue, six inch, and then any butt joints needed a backing of two by four, two by six on it, right? This was to prevent wind lateral movement. So we've been doing this, and it's been getting stronger. And then on the main floor, there is two steel beams that have to get connect to a steel beam from the second floor to the basement. 
this is what he specced out. So I actually, my first day on there, I requested the engineer to be there to walk it through. And he was so lackadaisy about it that he just said certain key walls. By the end of the meeting, he said, no, let's do every single perpendicular wall. Now, we all know that engineers overdo things and they just want to try stuff. But I'm learning that this three-quarter ply skinning thing, it actually works really well, I think. I think it works really well. And it works gonna, for now until you start running things. Well, was here's he specific on what direction to run the plywood. No, he didn't care about it. As long so as that, it, it was so always it was always like, a continuous edge on a solid stud surface. That's all okay. he cared about. Well, and, it's just like drywall, and they're like you don't have to stagger drywall. But Carlito, you got a very good point. It's becoming a nightmare for mechanical. So all the boxes have to be chopped out and move forward now. Uh, you're having a harder time to run certain things. I even had... It'd be nice to have those screws so you can just unscrew it. And... Nails. <laughs> nails. We even had the trim person there, the rep there, and she was like insisting not to put a sheet of ply because it was going to make it more difficult to put the Crowder uh, pocket door track in there. And I just looked at the labor that was there. I was going, you either work with me or you work with her. Which one is it? So I go, the ply goes up. I don't care. They could figure out. No, how it's got to get, get done right the first That's time exactly and, then, and then figure it out. That's exactly it. But so I just wanted to share that as part of, I think it's interesting because I think we have to work with the engineers, but this is one thing that's new to me because I'm used to steel beams being welded from a vertical to a horizontal and then connected like a carrier, right? And that's what's helping with the lateral. It was an interesting talk with this engineer about um, rough terrain. You ever heard that term? Never. So not not in building. Any building in an urban setting is considered rough terrain building, a rough terrain dwelling. So that's some new lingo from engineers. That's what they consider it. So, but but I said the definition of rough terrain would mean that a house is actually in a certain unstable geological like rocks, something and like that. Sand he goes, no, it's an urban dwelling. If it was an open house in an open field, it would be. Uh, oh shit! What was the term that he used? Air, air terrain or some shit like that. I can't remember that one. And they taught him this instructional engineering school? This is what they or? taught him. And I, what I loved, I loved is that I was outside on the phone and I saw a white Lexus pull up and, and just, you guys, take a guess of where he parked. Right in the middle of the freaking driveway. Wait, no, no. <laughs> in, two, in two lanes right in sideways. A, right in on an angle, right on the sidewalk, right in front of the fence. What an right, like, idiot. Right, boom, right in the center. That's it. And I'm like, I think the engineer's here. And sure enough, it was the engineer. Did there, anyone right? put any nails behind his? No, uh, no, there's, no. We don't do that. So. That's you know mean. what? I can That's tell mean, he's been Vincent. working with the union. That's mean. Okay, and that was <laughs> building code talk with Manny. When back you're parking to in Vincent. underground garages, anything can happen. That's right. Uh, <laughs> okay, so back to Amadeus Custom Construction. Uh, union was good. Union was your school. Union was my school. That's good to yeah. hear. On I'm still learning. Hey, I'm no. Journeyman taper, journeyman this. I'm really proud of you because so many people that haven't allowed or enjoyed the experience of the union and what it has to offer have had negative feedback about it. And you're probably, next to myself, the only other person that's actually gave good feedback to the union. The camaraderie alone, so cool. Yeah. It is like you're going to battle with these guys. It's you are. Like, hey, look, okay, you're building a freaking building. That's it. But the camaraderie of walking out of that building with, uh, you know, four or five tapers in that crew. And, you know, we looked, we looked back and, you know, oh, there's 2,000 feet of board done, 5,000 feet of board done. They just move, huh? Move, man. But move. not just move. It got done right. Because got, there's so many right. people overviewing all their work. It's worse than having an inspector. Yeah. And that's yeah. all 5 eighths board, isn't it? 
Mo- not no? all. Not all. The, no? okay. the partition walls, like the common partition walls were all half inch and inch and five eight stud. Which, okay. I don't know. But uh, all the inch and five eight inch and stud. Five yeah, yeah, it's it's commercial residential. I had no idea that you can put like a one inch door, you know, maybe an inch and a half, inch and an eighth thick door with your door stop, and it all fits in like a two inch door jam. But it has to be metal. These were MDF jams. Wow! Yeah. So they've changed but some the stuff. The interior partition doors. It, the the sweet entry door was a solid masonry. Fire rated, yeah. Fire rated door. Yeah. In, in some city, that one in five eights is considered a resilient channel. That's a stud. Yeah, yeah, most buildings yeah. are made out of that. There's not enough room. Wow. Yeah. I do a lot of high-rise work, and every time I open up a wall, it's one and five eights. Wow. I want to keep on going. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's fascinating. The union was good, shit. but non-union was even, say, better. Because the non- non-union is... I want to hear this. <laughs> the non-union is an all-you-can-eat buffet. You walk onto site, there's not five, six tapers, whatever. There's like three. Yeah. There's three. We got 120 units. Okay, you're doing a floor, you're doing a floor, you're doing a floor. And then you can all do the hallways after. It, like, the work is nuts. Because they don't have a union to go grab 10 more guys from. So the work for the peace workers, for a non-union company, you're making cake, man. It's, it's, it's nuts. There's really? No, there's no limit. If, if you tell your foreman, hey, I want the, all of the ninth floor, all of it. Okay, well, I mean, if you're a solo guy, he's going to look at you like you have three heads. But if you brought you know, your crew of three guys with you, yeah, he'll, he'll consider giving you the floor. 100%. Yeah. Wow. So are you a piece worker? Piece or worker. So you do square footage? Square footage. Nice. Yeah. And also the pay non-union was double what union is. So union, they're giving you anywhere from 35 to, we'll call it, in the book, the union is giving you 32 cents a linear, uh, a square foot. 32, 32 cents. cents yeah, but you have to remember, when you, you, you have your board. everything covered in there. Your benefits, yeah. pension, yeah. you have uh, all your safety you know, everything's up to date, helmets, everything else, right? Well, PPE, you're supplying yourself. You, you come in with your bag of tools, that's it, your lunch, your coffee, you go to work for those eight hours, you go home. That's the nice thing about the union, and, you know, that's what was nice. So would you choose to stay in union land or non-union land? Uh, non-union, only because it's, it's, it's capped. Like, the crew... If I'm going to take on a non-union project, I can get a crew of five guys tomorrow and start tomorrow instead of going and getting a, a union um, slip, slip, uh, but also Approved. getting my company unionized and paying for that and paying for all my guys to be on the union. And Making sure like everybody's that. safe and yeah. have all their tickets. More yeah. rules. And then you have to, you know, that invoice, the bill you get after, you have to divvy it up with all your union guys. And it's a little, it's a little trickier than that. Non-union, you can pay your guys, you know, here you go, here you go, here you go and not tell the GC anything. The union, the GC knows what you're giving your guys. You know, you're billing your guys, and he's gonna say, okay, Vince is gonna make 30%, Bob's gonna make 20, you know, Jim's gonna make 20. Non-union, the contractor doesn't care. He's gonna give me your invoice, that's it. That's all, that's it. And what you're saying is you learned more in the union, you have more, a, more, a, a, bigger, <laughs> a better <laughs> chance, a better chance of making more <laughs> money, not I, union. I learned, I learned everything in the union, but you'll make a lot more money. You're not capped in a non-union outfit. So in a non-union outfit, you can go nuts. You can make all the money. So you'll make more money in non-union? I think so. But you can also make a lot of mistakes too. Yeah, same thing with the union. Okay, too. so from what I've heard, non-union sounds better. <laughs> There's more money in non-union. But hey... You're working on a non-union job, 
You know, he, well, he pays you every two weeks. I know. Maybe he doesn't pay you every two weeks. Yeah, so but, who do you but have an, to go to? But another thing, too, is a lot of these guys that are working aren't taking care of their retirement. I know we keep talking about dun, it, but it's dun, that dun. important. So, you know what? You're bringing a really good point. There. 15 you years know? goes by, and all of a sudden, you could be retired. Vince, you're 24 years old. Have you started thinking about that? Thinking about it, yep, absolutely. Have you done um, anything about it? Done anything as in like putting a shovel in the ground? No. I want to, my plan is... is Wait a minute, put your shovel in the ground? You know, like actually starting it? like a... Figure yeah. speech. <laughs> figure speech. I was like, what? Construction <laughs> figure speech. <laughs> okay, so are you worried about that? Are you thinking when I hit 30 or 34, that's when I'm going to start to get serious about it? When the time is right. When the time is right, when you know in your gut... Who are you going to speak to to find out what to do? About my investments or about my just retirement? Just about your or? retirement, about your plans. Because, I mean, we all, we all eventually have to stop construction and do... And we all actually want to live. Some of us want to live a lot sooner. So then we don't... As much as we're passionate about it, I think we want to get to a certain age where we can pick and choose the jobs that we want Absolutely. to do. Yeah. Right? So then maybe you could be at a certain age and go, you know what? I only want to do one job. It's going to be that job. That's going to be my hero job. So if you could do it in your 40s or your 50s or your 60s, then great, by all means do it. But I think that's the path that we're all headed to. We don't want to be 60, 70 and actually running and doing the daily grind and getting up at 6 in the morning. We don't want you that. You got to think about the future. Yeah. So I just want to ask you as a 24-year-old, I mean, I, me, 24, I wasn't thinking that. Are you buying a house? Or, like, are you planning to? I'm planning to. I mean, I'm not in the market right now, but um, it's, it's something I want to do. That's, that's how you retire. Well, Italians are very known for, very well known oh, yeah. for buying property and and, uh, and making millions, especially <laughs> in Woodbridge. In Woodbridge. <laughs> so right now you're currently on on the commercial work, or are you doing resi? Right now I'm on a commercial site. Yeah. You're on a commercial site. You like the commercial sites? It's cool. A lot of really? Work. Yeah. The vo the volume's there. But That's it, what he keeps on talking about. And the volume is definitely there, but the, um, it's kind of every day is the same. New commercial sites? New, yeah. Brand spanking new. Brand spanking new. Th those horrible condo units that oh, you know yeah, that everybody will hear everybody yeah. and, or, and everybody will smell oh, everybody's yeah. food. Yep. Those poor bastards. That's not true. That's very true. I have a lot of friends that live in high rise and. And they don't smell anything? They don't smell I don't weed? smell anything. They don't smell curry? They don't smell any of that? You got to pick your building. You got to pick your area. Okay. Just saying. The only time I smell anything is when you open the door. Like going the hallway. That's really. And, and you never open the door when you're in your condo. No, I'm saying like the people that I know have chosen their, their, you know, what they want to live around and what kind of smells they want to have. Vince, what would you change in commercial? Is there anything in commercial? So are you, you're, you're painting, you're plastering or what are you doing? Okay. So I'm a finishing contractor. So I'm a painter by trade. I've done it forever. I can do it blindfolded. Since you're um, 11. Yeah. Well, part-time <laughs> since I'm 11. I don't want people to think, oh, this kid doesn't, you know, he hasn't been doing it for 25 years. But, yeah, you know, you, you fill so many holes, you get pretty good. Yeah. I'll take your, your project from studs to moving if you want. But I really want to focus in the real high-quality painting job. And you can't get a high-quality painting job unless you have a real high-quality drywall job. Totally agree. So well said. Totally you, agree. And there's no, like... There's literally the only way you're going to get a good painting job. The only way is a good drywall job. Uh, that's it. Uh, you can't, you know, pay your electrician anymore for better lighting to make your paint look good or any of that shit. It's got to be what's <laughs> before your trade. That's um, funny, eh? Talk, you either talk to the electrician to help them with the lighting yeah, to make your work look lights. better or yeah. talk to the drywaller to 
actually make the job look better. Yeah, like I'm helping out a guy right now. Uh, I'm helping him finish a couple of projects he took over from another from another uh, contractor that was released. You wouldn't believe that all the crowns are in and out, in and out through the whole house. You know, before, like I would hear you guys say, you know, crowns in and out, in and out. I had no idea what you were talking about. But you walk into like a, a newly framed house and you put a string line from corner to corner. You Holy know. shit, man. <laughs> you know. Holy. It's like you can fit your fingers. Like I got huge fingers, but I'm fitting my fingers in between the string man. and the stud. Stevie Wonder can see all the crowns <laughs> oh, in and man. out on the job that I'm on right now, man. <laughs> but that's how important it is. So um, we're doing a backsplash <laughs> on a kitchen and you can't even lay tile on it. So I have to remove all the drywall. Now the studs are spray foamed in. Oh, my God. And what do I see? The biggest butcher hack job. The guy, this is an old trick of framers. Instead of taking the lumber, and you know, you should have a couple extra sticks of lumber on your job site. Grading it should be piled it? properly. All they do is 45 cut it until it's almost all the way through, 75% of the way through. And then to yeah. stick a nail in it. Then the spray foam comes along. Five eighths into. Wait, did it push the stud? Pushes it oh, into the house five eighths. Then the drywaller doesn't say anything to the contractor. The, the framer doesn't say anything to the contractor. The drywaller doesn't say anything to the contractor. Do you like that trick? No, I hate it. First time I saw that trick, I was like, okay, that's not going to last. No, because... That's a quick fist, right? That, like, stu that stud should be used for chopping up for blocking. Yeah. It should be for blocking. It should be for bulkheads. It should be for something stupid. But, okay, so you're on the condo project and you're working solo? Solo. There's other tapers there, but me, it's like in my you're handling it, your section. I'm handling my own section. You don't go ballistic working solo. I remember I very sleep very the first night. I, I I reached out on Instagram <laughs> to some guys I went to high school. Yeah. Oh, I got this job. I got. Oh, I, I don't know what to do. Can you help me? And you know what? I couldn't sleep for that first couple of days into it. But you get the hang of it, and you you know. And you like, like it? You know, once you learn what you can do, like holy man. Okay, so at this condo job, I'm doing new board and the ceilings. So the ceilings, they want, like the concrete ceilings, the decks. So they want you to prime these ceilings with... Um, so bare concrete. Bare concrete. And they want you to, how, how, do you, how do you finish that? This is how they want me to do it. And again, this is a non-union outfit. Can, so you, can you tell us both ways? Tell them how you want it and how you would do it. The proper way and the... First start with their way. The DIY. Okay, so their way, what they wanted me to do was prime well because this, this is actually what i'm doing so i mean i know it's not the proper way but hey I'm okay let's hear the well it's minimum code it's minimum yeah you know that's exactly it doesn't what mean it it's not the proper yep. way that's it just right. means it's minimum code, it's minimum code. <laughs> and this is word for word from the the company so paint the ceilings with paint skim coat with plaster sand that's it okay so what that really means is the valspar rona primer they're gonna give you on site you're gonna use that to spray the ceilings then you're going to take the CGC machine mud and use that on the ceilings. Uh, and I go, okay, where's my dirt? Okay, if I'm going to go with a, a, a gypsum-type ceiling here, as opposed to a lime... That's what they want you to do? For them, they think it's easier. They can call any Joe Schmo tape. And this is a non-union, right? So they don't have to go to a union and look for a lime plaster mechanic. They can get any guy who knows how to use a hawk and trowel so it, and go finish my what ceiling. Happens? Hey, you scrape uh, stucco ceilings? I got 120 units to skim. <laughs> you don't need a union qualified line, like a, a Kirin uh, KR plaster. Yeah, you don't yeah. need one of those guys on a non-union site. There's they no would just laugh at them. Not even that. Not laugh. Because when I asked, like, where's the, the, the lime plaster? 
because you know I'm like there's a lot of and I'm trying to dumb it down in front of this guy. He's a kid too. The, the guy who works at the drywall company on my first day. I go there's a lot of chemicals and concrete. Don't you think it's gonna peel? Yeah. Oh, but you know you maybe we seal it and you know you just go. I, so I don't think he knew himself. He's just telling him what the owner told him. You know that's the thing about. Well, he's one of those guys from the box store just repeating what he was told to sell. It almost sounds like broken construction telephone. It almost seems unreal, to be honest, because you're thinking <laughs> to myself, I'm thinking, are you sure? I'm looking at him. Are you sure? Because you're doing the math and it doesn't I'm doing matter. The, I'm doing the work. I'm, I'm the one putting the shit on the ceilings. I want to make sure I'm not fucking these homeowners. So how would you do it? <laughs> lime plaster with a Unical base plaster. Well said. Something with lime, something that's going to bond with the concrete, has the same kind of properties. Using a, even if you're using a taping mud, make, like, okay, the way I'm doing it is I'm getting taping mud, the CGC yellow. I'm putting three scoops. You mean, of, uh, you mean Certainty? Yes, yeah, The yellow box yellow. of Certainty, yeah. yeah. It's, again, they got CGC Certainty. That's all. Yeah. It's kind of an unorganized. No, I, I actually like the Certainty in yellow with my it's machines. It's got a lot more glue. Yeah, it's with the machines. It's got a lot more glue. I'm putting, for every bag of Durabond, I'm putting three scoops of taping mud just because I want a little bit of that creamy glue because Durabond doesn't finish nice. Even though I'm using it for the first and second coat, it's still going to leave little granules in your finish. So adding that taping mud is almost like a, that problem. Hey, <laughs> I'm not Croatian. <laughs> Putting that three scoops of taping mud in there, it's like a mortar mate. That clay product, that Marcelino. And I listen to every podcast, so hey, I know what everyone's That's amazing. Thank there. you. It's like a mortar mate. It makes it creamy, <laughs> so it's a lot easier to work with. And it also kind of gets rid of that 90-minute drying time. You know, it gives you maybe an hour and a half. In, uh, sorry, uh, an hour and a half is 90 minutes. Like two hours <laughs> instead of 90 minutes. Well, it gives you, it extends it. A, a little bit, a little okay. bit. It's still going to hard chemically. So if, even if you cover that bucket, well, yeah, it's still going to cure. You're, you're putting a chemical dry into an air dry. You're putting an air dry oh, into sorry, a chemical dry. Sorry, an air dry, dry yeah. into a chemical dry, yeah. Yeah, just to extend it a little bit. But again. And weaken it. Weaken it as well, right? So <laughs> you're not at full strength. You're not priming that bare concrete. I'm, I'm priming the concrete. You're yeah, still bare, right. priming it. Yeah. And the primer I'm putting on the ceiling is compared. It's what they give me. It's the Rona. No, 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 no. I wanted to go back to how you would really do it instead of the way they want you to do it. So mm -hmm. you're using a lime base, but yeah. you're not priming that concrete I before. I, I don't think you have to you, prime it. You yeah. let the lime base attack that that concrete, and yeah. it bonds directly. And into that you know concrete. what? I'm happy you said that because I don't want to get into you know products, but why not? That 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 product I'd from like that product from get Rona. I just don't feel like it's I don't feel like it's the proper paint. I find that it's very it builds a skin up and it what peels. Is what is this? The primer. Okay. Which one? Which from one? Rona. Which one? Uh, the this, this, this is like Valspar is Lowe's, guys. Valspar. No, this is a Valspar. It says Rona on the pail. Like I don't know where they got what this. The? Whether it's off a truck. But or I wouldn't know. It's, it skins up. And what yeah. happens is with anything that skins up, like uh, Bear has that problem. Mm -hmm. um, and this podcast is brought to you by Vaspar. Well, anyways, Bear has that problem also that I've, that I've run into. It builds a skin, mm -hmm. and that skin peels. So you're not getting it. You're not anchoring it you're or adhering to yeah, the chemical. concrete. So I, I'm just like you're you. You're almost forming, like you're almost decoupling the plaster from the concrete when you're spraying that primer. Yeah. I think the I only I think the only time that you should have primer on there is if there was already a CGC product that was already up on there because you can't put Durabond over CGC but you could put CGC over top of Durabond. I didn't know that. Yeah. I had no idea. Because you you can't put something hard over something soft, right? 
I didn't. In fact, I didn't uh, think yes, of you it can. that way. <laughs> you you can, but you'll have problems. I was always thinking about the chemical comp, uh, properties as opposed to the the physical hardness yeah, so of the plasters. Yeah. So in okay. in in my experiences, any time that I'm gonna use Durabond over any products that have already been put on that are a soft product like uh, Certain Teen mm -hmm. or recommend it. CGC, I prime, okay. let it dry for 24 hours. I come back and then I'll Durabond over top. Then I have a new start. Have you heard of any issues from the time, like when you did the way they wanted to do it? I started on the fifth floor when I got to the site and worked my way up to the 10th. The fourth floor down, so the fourth, third, and the second, they already have little small, small spider cracking happening where the peeling. joints are the... No peeling, but small spider cracking. And that's basically, it's not bonding. It's starting I'm not to... Sure not breathing. I have a feeling it, it, it's... it's um, Okay, so in the, when that concrete slab gets really cold in the winter, yep. on, from your, interior, your exterior wall, if you can imagine, you know, you're looking at a curtain wall, and you're, yep. where that slab Building is, envelope. it's going to conduct all that yep. cool, condensation, cold, and that's where, all that, where it's going to happen. It might not happen closer to the hallway side, but it's going to happen closer to your, uh, your window wall, your exterior wall, because that's, I think, where the concrete's going to conduct all that. Yep. Uh, different temperature whether it's hot or cold try to explain that to the gc that you've got oh, a cantilever section of concrete that's outside in the oh. elements as long as it happens after the warranty and all that kind of stuff but uh. in this case it's not it's happening before they are even occupying the building and then they just touch it up the service guys are going it. looking at me like as if i'm the guy who the responsible oh you're doing all the ceilings around there why are they peeling why are they cracking <laughs> hey yeah, amigo you know <laughs> that's a good impression of a creation uh, <laughs> so uh, before we interrupt it because we're so passionate about this we're getting way too involved um so go on with, with their way and then your way again sorry so they want me to prime the ceilings with a primer and then just use a normal cgc mud certainty mud over it as if you're as if it was drywall you would do that if it, you had a drywalled ceiling and you just wanted to level five it you wouldn't do this to finish a concrete ceiling. You would want to use a lime plaster. Yeah, of something course. With, but lime plaster costs more money. It takes a little bit of effort. It, it takes a lot more effort because you need a guy there mixing your mud. You need a guy there working it with you. you like, I can work alone with, with the CGC mud. I can do 10 units in a day and not have to worry. Come back and do a 10 units second coat, <laughs> 10 units third coat. With this, I have to start and finish that unit. It's a, it's a lot easier to work with the CGC mud. I'm almost happy that they're doing it the wrong way, to be honest. <laughs> no, -union. but I mean that lime sticks to everything. Lime sticks to everything, yeah. 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 They, and they wouldn't get away with this in a union company. There's no way because the there's um, a board of, uh, it's called the, the wall assembly system people yeah. or the, uh, the interior finishing system. Anyway, in the union, there's, there's, a, it's, um, there's it's like a board of people and they, it's like a, an association for wall finishing and ceiling finishes and all that kind of stuff. So would, table contents for what, they what has to happen. That's the wrong way of doing it. And, you know. Yeah, but that, we do that. It just in, wouldn't happen on a union site. We, we would do it properly, everything. We do it on our customs. I mean, everybody. But that's a different thing. You know, yeah. on a custom home, we have a drywall ceiling. Yeah. We're so talking we, commercial here. Yeah, but it's good to hear this because we talk so much residential. It's nice to hear something commercial here. I walked onto the site not knowing, a, I mean, other than the, the first building I was at for a little bit, I had no idea what commercial land was. I, I was walking in from <laughs> uh, like a prison type environment, kind of union, everyone's hanging over the balcony a with the smoke looking type. at you, like, you know, whatever. Military? Into like a, <laughs> into like a more of a friendly kind of... Laid back? A uh, little more laid back. It's a lot more laid back, I think. Um, there's, 
Yeah, in a union company, there's no time to be on your phone. Yeah. Don't talk. There's, and there's no time like, to no make time mistakes to talk. like using the wrong material on the job. There's no, yeah. mista- there's no time for that. Yeah, and if you do make mistakes you're in out of the union, union company, your company no, well, you're, not, of, you're not out of the union. Well, you're going to go to another company. No, and you're, but the union is going to look at you and say, you, you're not going to be part of our union if you're, you know, I mean, it's a lot harder than that. But if, if you have a reputation of doing improper work, wrong work and stuff, I'm pretty sure the union is going to get rid of you. Well, just they just won't use you. They'll know who you are, right? That this they can't say they can't use you. They just won't give you any work. That's right. Can't <laughs> so, so how much longer are you gonna stay on commercial land? Um, Have you learned what you want to learn? Or are you still? Learning? I, I definitely. Uh, okay, so commercial land gave me my systems. I can run with it now. I can do a, a building, not a problem. A house, not a problem, because I learned that production from the union. I know my. I know when I'm gonna start a, a job. I'm not gonna pull a box worth of tapes and then go put those tapes up. I'm going to get maybe three or four boxes and maybe like a recycling bin from my bedroom, fill it up with as much tape as I can uh, and have all four boxes ready to go so I can slam all four boxes of tape. Are people still applying tape that way? Oh, yeah. The the tape holder is the way to go, man. I I bought my first banjo years ago. I thought I was going to kick ass. Oh, my God. Man, pulling tape out of a pail is amazing. Really? Oh yeah. You don't have to. You just have to wear color. gloves. It'll eat your hands. Uh, honestly, I, I can't wear gloves. I don't know what it is. I they, the fingers. That lime's gonna. That lime is gonna get but you I, eventually. I do have a, a pail with me that I, I'm always washing, like rubbing. Yeah, but you know, there's hardeners know. in there, and yeah. it's taking all those yeah. proteins out of your hands. Carlito, I've listened to every podcast, man. You've taught me a lot about safety and and with the products. Finally, eating yeah, protein. Teddy, <laughs> Teddy's podcast Teddy's was podcast. In, like that yeah. whole yeah. thing. Yeah, so huge. you're obviously wearing masks yeah. when you're sanding. Oh yeah. Like that's a big deal, right? And and you you know there, there's something you're saying there that in residential they there's drywall everywhere, but in condos you're butting drywall to concrete mm-hmm. all over the place, side walls, demising walls. There's solid concrete yep. pours there. You're going right to the roof, right? So you have to. But another thing too is uh, guys with machines they never pre-fill enough. Yeah. So when you're or doing they're pre-filling, a, they're pre-filling with the, the mud, not like a. Like Durabond. A, a Durabond, yeah. Something yeah. that's going to dry The thing is, most drywall guys, plaster guys, don't even know what Durabond is. But just so you know, for the guys listening out there, that CG, that Certainteen Yellow is the Durabond of machines. The Continental Black is the Durabond of the machines. Continental, continental Who makes Continental Black? black? Continental. I don't know who CSR continent- carries them. Oh, do they really? A, I think it's a gray box now, but the old ones were black. So who's Continental. Uh, it almost looks like... Uh, is it a John Wick thing? It almost looks What's like the Suprema on? kind of logo with <laughs> the elephant, but it's like a rhino. Really? Yeah, Continental Drywall. Yep. <laughs> Where are they from? The States? I don't know. CSR carries them. I haven't tried them yet. Oh, they're awesome. There's like a film of glue on the box when you open it up. Wow. Yeah. But it's made for machines. Or are you hand you taping can, still? I, I only... I don't use machines. It's pre I use corner machines. Okay. Yeah, this comes in a box just like the red... You don't use machines. Your trowel. Hawk. Hawk and trowel, yeah. I only use machines on my corners because, I mean, hey, corners both Corners sides, are corners. Corners are corners. But on all the beats, you're and, using a trowel hawk. Wow. 14-inch level 5 trowel, yeah. Because that's how you were one. taught? That's the way I was taught, yeah. All the cool I was never kids, taught on the knife. The all knife the cool kids on social media, they're machines. Oh, man. I don't even want to hear about the pan. When I the see pan? a fucking pan, oh. 
I, I just what go tell go in that you art know, room. To tell you the truth, I think I saw that pen on that TV show that you were on quite a number of times. You're so stupid. I'm telling you the truth. It was not, not with me around. Yes, it was. If someone had a pen. They should have had a wheelchair with a <laughs> Actually, pen. I'm pretty sure it's a new one on on the island. There, he's using a pen. Oh. <laughs> I got enough hints. I've listened to enough podcasts. What are you talking about? You Hang can't... on. That reminds me. I got to pick up some magic erasers. <laughs> or Tide? Tide Pods? Or... <laughs> no, there's another joke going on there. Wait a minute. Don't get ahead of yourself. It is now time for Carlitos Green Book. <laughs> well, unfortunately, this will be the last of my. my <laughs> My little no, cheat will sheets. Not. You have to do I some have to download a whole oh, bunch of new God. homework. So this one will be a little bit lame. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad that we're in in, uh, in commercials. So. Do you like the green books, Vince? Love them. It's a lot. <laughs> okay, it's important. It stays for now. It's important. So you know the game. It's first offense. How much? Uh, Manny always says five fifty. So what? That's <laughs> not true. That's not true. Work or operating machine. So as effective excavation wall stability. Huh? huh? Say that again. So worker operating machine. Yes. So as effective uh, excavation wall stability. So as effective. What do you mean by that? So that means structurally like You're supporting the wall and not making it. So excavating something that's going to compromise the structure. That's right. So what would the, like if an inspector came by and saw Manny on an excavator and it wasn't properly. 550. (laughs) If I saw Manny on an excavator digging too close to those footings, that's a 1500. You don't want to see me in an excavator, man. Anyways. No rooftop. I can tell. I can tell none of you guys have the proper numbers. I'm going to tell you it's 250. Uh, But but you know what? I'm going to get a whole bunch of new ones because these are the way too many commercial. I'm going to start separating them to the trades coming in. Please so. do because this is the 90th show. And we have yeah. a few more Well, shows you know what? I've just so. been going down the list. It's yeah. And most of these are really stupid. But for people that are you know, doing excavation, they should actually hear this. And so. by the way, there's a guy on the Mini-X at the site I'm doing the landscape uh, on the site. That I'm at the condo building. He's in a mini X, leaves it running all the time. Wow. They're, they're putting the curbs Uh-oh. in, the little planter pots in the front of the building. Uh-oh. Oh, that that's thing's idling 550 all the time. right that's five, there. I was going to go, hey, can I? That's 550 right there, my friend. Let's go. <laughs> Who are you going to pay? That's a first offense. <laughs> oh. And that was Carlito's Green Book time. Yes, and I will be definitely updating some very new, Something interesting, interesting stuff. next week's for Carlito's <laughs> Green Book time. Back to Vincent. So, Vincent. You built your first house, or you you were working on your first house right outside of school? No, I didn't no. build my first house. So I renovated it. No, you so renovated my, it, my right? Brother, yeah, my brother-in-law and my sister, they got a house, and I uh, just, yeah, gave them the full... What did you do? The whole thing? Yeah, we did pretty well the whole thing. The kitchen, the bathroom, bedroom. Uh, how was that experience? It was awesome. I learned... That's, that's actually where I learned how to tape, because, uh, I mean... You got to experiment. You got I to got try. To, I got to experiment, and also I, I, I wanted to... Yeah, I mean, I, I I took that house and I made it like my experiment house. You know, I th- that's where I did my first level five. You know, I walk in that kitchen, the wall where their banquette is. So you took you did level five, five on that one. Oh yeah, 
Oh yeah, I built him a nine a nine box waffle ceiling with this with the inch and five eight stud. You know, two hundred feet of beads. None Ooh. of this one wow. piece crap. That's Come not on. easy, eh? Oh, when man. you're doing oh, with steel studs, especially when you're eighteen, it is not easy. Okay, so yeah. let me ask you: Are you a fan of Trimtex? I like the the tearaways. Yeah, I like those. That are yep. crazy, man. Every those are all the windows at on that the building. Are you a metal tearaways. corner bead or plastic corner? I'm bead a metal guy. corner bead with contact cement. You're too young to be a metal corner bead guy. <laughs> you're Once too again, old to be a vinyl guy. All the Oh, sorry. I no, that's actually that. a really good point. I'm gonna make a note of that. You're too. You're too. Really? I think I should be using the mesh, right, with the horsehair and. So you're using contact the rounded cement. piece of wood. Is that how they did it back in the day? <laughs> oh, I love your I'm, attitude. I'm seeing, I'm seeing it from the commercial. So these guys are on the exterior walls where the steel studs are higher gauge, and that drywall screw won't go through the exterior studs so easily. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they'll use contact cement as opposed to drywall screws, and that contact cement. That beat is never coming off. Well, that beat is never coming. Really, off. you'll but never. You'll never get split. You don't have to tape you'll never. No. It, but that contact cement too is flexing. Is so it? it's actually it's better than screws. When you when you set oh, something with glue, yep. it can move with right. the flexibility. And, you're, and that bead is only attached to the drywall, not the studs. So it's moving with that. With that's that one, right. Um, there's only kind of one kind of movement. I don't really know if that's okay. Right but term, all the but cool kids are talking about the vinyl and spraying the vinyl and putting it in a place on vinyl. And you could put a hammer to the vinyl and it'll fucking bounce back like your Saturn, whatever car that was. Remember that car? No, you're right. Uh, SL2. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised that you're you're a metal guy. I like it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, interesting. I don't know. I've never really like I've never used a mud set bead though. So I'm biased but, like that. But I've also, you've been spoiled because you've been working with a lot of metal. Commercial, they don't have very much wood. And if it is wood, it's fire-rated wood. I two-by-twos around the door frames to accept the casings for yeah. pre-hung doors. And That's you're putting it. that inside the tracker stud. Inside the track. You yeah. don't even see it from the outside. Yeah. That's right. So what are you doing right now in residential? Anything? When it comes to residential, just painting with Virgilio. Uh, we're doing very high-end homes. We just finished one in Kleinberg and Oakville. You know, these are 10,000 square foot plus, like dream houses. A family of four, 10,000 square feet. Well, it's usually a family of two. But these aren't like, okay. Wow. The husband I've and heard mistress. the McMansion, and again, hit the oh. ground laughing. That McMansion. was an amazing one. McMansion. Oh, amazing. I know. <laughs> these aren't the, okay, I'm going to fill my 10,000 square foot house with, with drywall and just put 10 foot ceilings to make it look nice. It's no, those 10 foot ceilings are going to have a waffle ceiling in every freaking room. Those 10 foot walls are going to be full of paneling with 14 inch baseboards and it, just really high end, high end work. And I mean, that's what he's known for. Like he won't touch a, a, a new repaint, you know, just moved into a house kind of thing. Plaster or styrofoam moldings? Wood? I, I like the styrofoam. Excellent. But, but, but. I hate but. It always is bullshit. You have to properly paint those things. You have to prime those just as like you're priming any sort of wood molding. So three if you coats. Don't, maybe not three coats. Maybe you can get away with maybe one coat of primer and one coat of flat. But the thing with the product, the styrofoam molding, the finish is, is, is not as superior than solid plaster. Solid Do you plaster, know what foam they're using? Uh, just like cannonball. The cannonball is, is a nice sort of... Remember Plastcrete when they, they were around? Plastcrete was great. They, their finish was actually, sorry to say, but it, it kind of sucked. Did it really? It did not paint well, man. Have you ever it, used foam core? I've used it. Foam core, no. Only cannonball and Plastcrete. Okay. But the thing about Plastcrete, so they when used it the painted, mesh. It was a much stronger product. Yeah. That's, but the finish wasn't as superior. Really? Huh? Yeah, it pitted. It didn't look like a nice smooth... Like it didn't... If you're tying that into a kitchen, say, 
it wouldn't look as uh, it didn't have that shiny surface as like solid plaster. Well, see, that's the problem that that's I always why you have had. To prime first and seal it. The, yeah, seal it. there's always that argument about the crown of the kitchen cabinet. Yeah. Does it belong to the crown of the of the house or does it belong to the cabinetry? But then the cabinetry has to match the crown of the house. Then it's a cost thing. So then they say, well, let's just run the crown from. But then you're right. You'll never get a match finish to the cabinetry because that's it's a different product. It's a different finish. Yeah. It's but if organized properly, it can. The that's last right. house I flipped, I made sure that the kitchen was the most important for the crown. And then the rest of the house was the takeoff from the from the kitchen. A contractor who looks at that detail so far in advance before it's boarded before you know the kitchen layout's even thought of how you want your crown to look in your kitchen before you even built that kitchen you're thinking ahead man yeah that project's that's important be a kick-ass kitchen because that's important it'll look like it, it it's never been touched it was built like that you know can you i ask can i ask you there. you you uh you threw at me the blue collared comment a little earlier <laughs> you're doing huge custom houses well, is there Virgilio any, is. I, I'm, I work for Virgilio. Is he doing anything different that he wouldn't do at a blue-collared home? Okay, Virgilio system is Virgilio system. There's no blue-collar. There's no white-collar system. It's If you don't want Virgilio system, you're going to call College Pro. You're going to call another painting company. College Pro's still around? Any, any, you know, I think I just, it was a figure of speech. I only said College oh, Pro because I, I saw them on the exit at the 427 there. Got it. Okay. <laughs> All right. I didn't but, know um, that they were around still. If, if you're hiring him, you're hiring him for his... his his um, system, his you know, yeah. his guarantee at the end of the day I that, like that, that paint job system. is going to be perfect, and his efficiency too. Like you know, he's not going to spend a week filling some holes and then caulking and priming and sanding and filling more holes. You're going to start the trim, you're going to fill all your holes, and then you're going to prime, and then you're going to sand, and then you're going to prime again, and then you're going to sand. Like, and, and then like, you're going to caulk, and then you're going to caulk. That system doesn't vary whether I'm going into a one million dollar house, three million, or five hundred and fifty thousand. It's when I leave. That door is going to look perfect, perfect, whether it's a blue collar worker, white collar kind of thing. Um, what his professional painting service is his professional painting service. Is your system different for darker tones? Um, you, for darker tones, you just have to make sure that the surface you're painting on is, is nice and smooth. A level five would be great. Uh, a level five and a flattened render would be even better because you don't get that. Uh, now, when you say work. level five, you're not saying level five paint. You're saying level five no, skim. No, no, control. You're putting a few yeah. coats Because a lot of people hand. get it mixed up because there are level five primers. What, well, did, what did you say? Render? What do you mean a, a perfect render? That's what like, level five is. You can put your, your nice eight-foot Darby on that and you don't see any light coming through. You can pretty well spray that wall with a, with a gloss product and you don't get that sort of Wave. wavy effect. Now... Hmm. That's not as easy as it sounds. No, I'm, I'm right now. I'm I'm experimenting on my own. But the I'm, trick is, you know what the trick is, right? You have to get it surface flat. No, flat you go with the you go with the floor joists. That way well, you fill in the waves. You have to go with the floor joists, but you also have to go in a north, south, and then east, west direction. Yeah, you, you know what? I sides. I I used to I used to talk like that, and I found that as long as I went with the floor joists, I ended up getting a perfect result. I kind of like what he was saying, where you do, you're doing two passes, right? Well, you're, you you're have to anyways, right? As many as you need So to then do. I would yeah. cross the patches, so then you know that you cover all the bases, no? Where it's necessary, you'll know. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, for sure. If you put a line on something and it's, for, it's pretty well flat, you can go, you know, what's, yeah. what's, with the joists. What's the biggest fine, Darby that's out there? You can get a 
14, I think. Uh, 14 I mean, you're, you're ordering these things in. You're not going to, you know, CSR drywall and just picking these things what up. What is that, a one-man 14-foot derby? No way, man. How does that work? <laughs> hey, man, it's, they come what a, along. What a right skim now, that is, eh? That's a big skim. I'm waiting for my 10-footer to come in from Mississauga Hardware. Thank you very much, uh, wow. Derek and Tony. From Tony's bringing <laughs> you oh, in yeah. a 10-footer, right? Eh? Two of them. Two of them? I, I ordered one, and I called back and said, Derek, I need another one. Tens and 11s now are... Pretty well. So and you're you running level five. You skim everything. Floor. Second floor is usually nine and nine and a half, unless you're going. What are you? Can I ask you? What are you charging to do a level five skim? A level five skim with nine foot ceilings, running in and around four to five bucks a foot. That's cheap, man. Is it? That's really cheap. You better Where do you, read, you get your look pricing? at your numbers. You got your pricing from what? I'm taking my pricing from how much material do I need from this job? How long is it going to take me? And that's pretty well it. I'm starting off in this business, so I didn't. I don't have, you know, years of, you know, that four to five bucks a foot to say, you know, that's that's good enough or that's. Is that just a skim, or is that sanding? Is that priming? That's two coats of finish. Like you know, skim the walls two times. I'm not look. I'm not making those walls flat. I'm just making them smooth. I'm getting rid of that paint texture, and that's all. Okay. And I'm yeah. pri- I'm prime, and then sorry, and I am priming it after. You, you know what I would suggest, and I I tell this to everybody, you really need to figure out your worth. Yeah, well, that's what I'm working I on. I get it that you, you're thinking on. that you're younger and you're just getting started. But the thing is, if you've got a really good skill set, it doesn't matter if you're like 20, 21, you're like one year in, two year in. You need to figure out your worth. You know, I'm happy you're saying that because I had this other conversation uh, with... And, and an, sorry, before we go into this, that my, my price, I'm not, that's not trying to... Like, I, I, that's not me knowing people are charging 12 and I'm undercutting them at four. That's just... What's been working for you? It all depends on the job too. You know, yeah. I'm not gonna. No, no. Every, every job, job is, is different. different. You've every got to, yeah. Just like Carlito says, construction. There's no set and it's price, also what right? They want too. If they want those yeah. walls flat, there's no way in hell you're going in at five bucks. No. Just, yeah. There's just no. No. You're what not. You charging, not with all Carlito? that work. What are you charging? I don't even want to tell you. It took me 30 years to get what I have. It's that's there's that's one trade secret I'm gonna keep because I have I have a different system than everybody else. I use oil-based primer first. I use Durban second. Getting rid of your paint texture. Yeah. Two coats of CGC mud over your walls, and that's it. Yeah. If you want. No, that's good. I just thought you were hung. Yeah. Flat walls and that kind of stuff. Whole different ballgame. I've I've never priced the full house, new board, new thing. You know, that'll be I'm sure well over ten. But but you know what? I I also do something different than everybody else. Like I have my square foot price, and I also look at uh, my helper that I have with me. My helpers are always usually different. They're never the same guys. I, Why? They don't like you? Project to project. Uh, I, don't, I don't hang on to them. It's like contractors. Most contractors don't use the same, same electrician on every job. They don't I use do. the same plumber on every job. I do. They keep, <laughs> you keep competition strong that way sometimes. And sometimes you keep them a little bit more honest and a little bit... I, I find that when you keep someone for too long, they get a little lazy. They start to slack off. They start to get relaxed. They're too and, comfortable. Yeah. And I don't, I don't enjoy that. So what I do is I spend some time with somebody. If I feel that that somebody has the character that I'm looking for, that's like myself, I won't lose them. The guy I have with me right now, he's just, he's actually pushing me. So awesome. yeah, getting back to the prices is <laughs> when I say there's no set price in construction, yeah. if I'm working with you or I'm working with Manny, it's going to be two different prices because Manny might be, huh? s- Manny will be slower <laughs> than you are. And I have to make money with him. Guess who's not coming to my job site tomorrow? <laughs> no, I'm just, it's a figure of speech. So <laughs> when I so I take both into consideration. So I'll, I'll and I'll look at scenarios too. Like 
Let's talk about finishing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I wanted to say something. We were what? on top of something. You said something very important there. What did I say? Um, I wanted to say to the, the listeners out there, I spent my whole life buying tools, every single tool for every application and every part of the job. I now have two huge shipping containers full of tools. And what I'm leading to is don't be like me and have all the tools because it's just a waste of life. Pick, pick what you want to be good at. And if you want to be a GC and you want to do it all, then pick your trades and focus on that. If you want to be a drywall mutter, stay with that. Keep your, keep your uh, trade small and or focused on what you want to do because you can, you can get lost like me. And like one of the guys said, hey, man, you do everything. And I'm like, you know what? This is absolutely ridiculous. I do do everything. I'm not focusing on anything, so I'm lost. So hey, I just wanted to share that. Hey, man. Let's just get back to Vince. <laughs> <laughs> How are you loving all the new finishes, like those really piano finish? No one wants to. They don't want to pay for it? I've no, they don't even want that. They don't Honestly, want that? Maybe I'm talking to the wrong homeowners. Maybe I'm talking to the wrong That's people. all I see. A lot of designers are asking for that. But the problem is they, that I, there's only a handful of guys that actually do it properly. And, and well, too. Yeah. yeah. There's no way I could attempt one of those. But Why? Virgilio, blindfolded. You know, really? He's been doing it since who knows a long, long time, man. You, I love that finish. Oh, it's amazing. It's incredible. But again, you need that flat surface. Like and you back need to it your drywall. Flat. Back. Flat, flat. To flat, the source. Smooth. Yeah. What tools are you using for your mud tools? I like level five. Um, I stay away from the Nella. Nella is, is cool for taping, but for skim coating, it has a little bit of a curve. And that's not good in my, my level five world. Um, for taping, a little bit of a curve isn't too bad. For hawks, um, I got the 16-inch craft hawk. I like the nice big hawks. Then I got an 18-inch uh, craft trowel. But really, it's just the 14-inch and the 18-inch. That, that's what I'm using for trowels. Nothing smaller, nothing The more, more. important question. What do you and I'm not using any of those friggin' skimming blades either. I don't know. They I shouldn't am. even be called skimming blades. I they should be called them. like... Man, you're just going to upset all... Straightening blades. You're upsetting all the cool <laughs> kids on, on social media. Hey, wait a second. I'm one of those cool kids. You're not going to make any you friends, You know what? Man. It's changed my life. Wow. If you say anything negative about Trimtex or any of those machines, everyone just the jumps all over you. The skimming blades definitely has changed you know, things. It's a lot easier to get that flat surface now. But, but you can't necessarily use it for a skim coat. You can use it on your first coat to get yeah, you know, 48 right. inches of a true surface. But I, on your first I use coat. them for last. I don't use them for first or second. I, More importantly, I but my what are you last. mixing the mud with? What brand tool are you using oh, there? Come on, you think I'm using one of those rigid mixing drills? It's a Makita. I don't know what you're using. <laughs> I don't know what you're using. The Makita mixer. Wow. I don't even know what model name. It's European. just the Makita mixer. European. You know, Man, Manny's going to hate this, but I have this uh, old gun uh, DeWalt uh, style uh, spinner. And I'm telling you, you can't kill this thing. I have been using it for decades, and yeah. I'm pretty proud of that, DeWalt. And my mixer I'm using isn't the standard box mixer either. That, that's the Sheetrock 4-blade paddle. That mixer is a beast, man. That'll suck your mud right down <laughs> the bottom, mix everything up nice. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, because that you're using a lot of... I had before, threw it out. You're doing a lot really? of pre-mixed, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's all pre-mixed. Yeah. yeah. They're not... They're not uh... Sorry, when you mean pre-mixed, you, you're talking box mud. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of box mud. Yeah. But powder mud too. For Durabond, it's great because if you're using one of those box ones you see at Home Depot paddles, you're not going to get a real consistent mix. That sheetrock blade, it has like a cross. And with those, it's got a cross blade, so it has four blades as opposed to two. Yeah. It just mixes the mud like three times quicker. It's amazing. The guy's on site, I'm like, guys, use this mixer. He's like, oh man, where'd you get this? And 
Yeah, man, it's just it's the best mixer out there. You're mixing every day, like 30 times a day. Buy a freaking good mixer. So where do you want your business to go next 10 years? How old is the business now? The business is two years old. Two years old, no, brand new. November 2018. Where do you want it 10 years from now? Retired. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> no. Definitely with, uh, with a clientele, but with a, with a small kind of clientele. I see on Instagram these guys who service these real high-end designers like the Lori Morris and just amazing. If you have a contractor who does work, you know, high-end work and, and like the true custom work, though, though, that one contractor will keep you alive, you know, forever. You know, yeah. you don't need 20 different yeah. guys. You can stick with her or him for you know, your entire life. I like that you happy. said that, him or her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The contractor that gives Virgilio and I most of our work is a woman. She's amazing. She, wow. The first time I met her, I'm like, holy shit, man. This woman should join the Marine Corps. She's like tough as nails, man. You know what? She, yeah, man. She, she's awesome. Very cool. How did you guys connect with her? She for, sourced you guys out? She was doing a renovation eight years ago. And the client knew Virgilio through whatever. And um, so Virg she asked, you know, can I use Virgilio to paint? And, you know, she said, yeah, great. We went in there. And did an amazing job. Did an amazing impressed job. Impressed her. Yeah. Well, and I mean, Virgilio. I'm just the I'm just a ten year old kid watching him do the work, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, just ever since then, you know, same contractor, you know, since. And she's never used another painter, like never. No. Because you guys are providing a service that she yeah. gets and more work Vir from. Virgilio's customer service. I mean, you you. I've never uh, met someone so, um, like, he's really compassionate. Like, he loves. He just loves if what he, he gets does. a call back, he's there. Oh, he's there. Oh my gosh, yeah. You, and it's not even a call back. It's always somebody saying it's a call back, but it's an extra yeah. always. And even if you know you're on the phone and he's saying, oh, you know, he'll even suggest if he has to come out. You know, if you're trying to dabble around, oh, maybe something has to be touched up. You know, okay, I'm gonna be there and, and touch it up. You, you don't have to grab it out of him. He'll just he'll offer it to you if you have the relationship with him. You know, if we've been working I like for you said a, that. a contractor for so so much, you want to make her happy. You know, yeah. I mean she's been someone so good to someone knew you may her. not want to do that for right away. You have to build that trust. Yeah. You know. Are you a Titan or Graco? I okay, I have a Titan pump, Graco gun, but <laughs> Titan tips. You got a Frankenstein. I got a Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first Frankenstein for us because it's either been Titan or Graco. You know what? Let me tell you, it's it all it all works the same except for the tips. I think Titan it's all about tip. the tips. You think no, tip. you think yep. Titan tips are better than Greco yep. tips? Really? I prefer. Do you find that they last longer and the Greco burn out faster? I'm, I throw them out. You know, yeah, I find really? that I find that the Greco I, I can only use a job or two. Titan I can do 10, 12 jobs. The thing about Greco, I don't like that whole fine finish, low pressure shit. You know, you want to buy a four hundred eight? I got to go buy a fine finish, low pressure four hundred eight as opposed to a four hundred eight. A Titan. Okay, so the thing about the low pressure, they don't leave as, as fine of a finish. I don't know if it's because they're they're playing around with the orifice size, making the you know that whole fine finish low thing going on. Titan, you want a 408, they're going to give you a 408, and it's going to leave a finish that a 408 leaves you. And you shoot it at the top, like high pressure, it's going to give you a good finish. Do you own one of those Greco DeWalt battery? No, 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 no. Those you make it fun ton, of me? Man. I've tried one of those before. They weigh a ton. It's I really heavy. It, it's it's really yeah, heavy. but you know like what? From, Even Popeye would go. What the fuck it, is like, this? Why would you want to use that? I no. I used it for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. That my, battery piece of shit one, dude. I can't keep. I had that no, thing steady. I had no problems with it. I got videos. I've sprayed doors, fireplaces. Right no, crap. Sorry. Can you spray like ceilings, like upside down kind of work? I, I never. I never did walls with it. 
Okay. Trim. I, the, yeah, trim. I only did like for trim, doors, sure awesome. doors, trim, and fireplaces. That's yeah. all that was good for. Maybe um, one or two kind of things to spray, but you know, like people are saying, oh, would you buy like the Dewalt cordless nailer if you had to go and do a quick shoe mold job or a quick door stop? Yes. It's it's the same thing like that. You don't have to set up your pump. You don't have to set up all the hoses and shit. Yeah. You don't have to clean that thing out. Well, I just found out two days ago, three days ago, that Milwaukee just introduced a battery powered compressor, small, tiny. I know, thing. I heard that. A better, it's better than the Dewalt one apparently. The Dewalt one's uh, really loud, but um, I thought that was really good because of those small setups that you don't have to plug in. You just use a battery. Or you're fighting other contractors for power. You were saying earlier that your uncle, it's your uncle, right? Yes. High expectations. People know and expect only the best from him. Do you find that when, like, I find that when I talk highly about my quality of finish over other contractors, so what I'll do is I'll walk into a job and I'll see a whole bunch of imperfections and that's just not me. And I'll explain to them what my difference is. The expectations of their work change. And it changes the price of the job. Mm -hmm. So at first... I priced the job for what they asked, but then they expect yeah. a higher expectation of finish because they know, and they're not you know paying for about. it. Yeah. Do you ever find that you have those arguments with those customers? Am I arguing them saying that it's extra to get that kind of finish and you should have figured that out at the beginning? Aren't you providing that in the no, scope of work? I'm, I'm just telling them this is what I'm going to give you. Yeah. I'm gonna so give you have one style sort of and that's it. And that's it. Yeah. Okay. I'm not, I'm not a fan of oh, give me a price for brushing the doors and then give me a price for no. Do call brushing call the doors guy. oh yeah. my god i know there's some certain people actually prefer the look of brush over yeah i know because it looks natural well, if, if it was for a look that'd be fine i'll price you brushing doors all day but if it's because you think i'm going to give you a lower price to brush a door that makes no sense stones, you know yeah that makes no sense by the way did you just open up the pack of cigars <laughs> that vince was kind enough to bring us a box of cigars here. i can't wait to suckle on that thing <laughs> What's, what's one of the most valuable lessons that your uncle taught you? Patience. Patience with patience. clients, patience with other trades, patience just in construction in general? Just patience when you're doing your, your work. You know, it takes, it takes what it takes. So if a client wants to know how long it's going to take, if, if you're going to give them an answer in like hours or minutes, it's, you know, you're giving them the wrong answer. It's always going to be tomorrow or another day because you're painting. You need your, your paint to dry, cure, so someone can move on after you. If you're going in to touch up a house, you know, how long is it going to take you? It's going to take me until I'm done touching up your house. And in touching up your house, and this is another thing uh, Virgilio doesn't do. Like, he's not going to come and, you know, roll a little two-square-foot two patch. Like, he's going to roll from corner to corner. Like, one coat continuous. You know, you don't get any flashing, no nothing. You're going to tape all your corners. You're going to put the roller right up to the, the tape so you don't get any brush texturing. It's all, like, monolithic. You don't get any uh, different texturing. In your short career, what's the, what's, what's the most valuable thing you've learned so far? Prep is everything. Prep is everything. Yeah. It's true. The more you sand, the more you clean. If you, if you just do your step one more time, put a fourth coat of primer on, you might think you're crazy. What that, what's that fourth I coat going to do? But that fourth coat's going to fill in the micro, micro holes, the, the micro cracks, and it just it's going to... Seal it and give you a new, fresh start. It's, it keeps on getting better. I like yeah, that we, we, when we had Flo on, and I like that I he actually said Flo. oh that gosh. Flo's great. He taught us that uh, you're already there. You're on the job site. You might as well learn as much as you possibly can while you're on the job site. Instead of just punching the clock and going to work for eight hours, why don't you punch the clock and actually learn for those eight hours? I thought that was very valuable. 
that's that's really important. So you saying prep, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. You're paying attention to what to do, how to do it, how to get a better finish. You're actually doing a lot of things in the prep that you're anticipating what the finish literally is yeah. the finish going to be at that point. So you've done all this extra work, that extra sand, that extra coat. You should almost see the finish before you even put the finish on your prep. Totally. So good. Like that primer totally. should look like a finished, like that primer should look perfectly white. You know, there shouldn't be any sand marks, no nothing. Like that final coat of primer should be like your first coat of finish. I Look like at that. that huh? You know what? I, I was going to say, um, you're, you may be 24, but you're an old soul. You starting off in construction at such an early age has given you enough experience. I'm a one trick pony though. I don't know much. No, no, you know more than you know more than you think you know, and you probably know that you know this much, but at 24, you're very wise. Starting at 11 with your uncle has given you a lot of ammunition and experience to start you off so early in this industry to be only successful in the long run. If I didn't start at 11, I don't think I would be like, I'm, no. I'm happy I started yeah. before I was even in high school and before I was even, you know, like old enough to know I'm, I was, I'm supposed to be getting paid for this or, you know, starting so young, it's like going to, you know, like well, a you're, not camp. you're not behaving 24. You're much more Carlito's mature. You're much more mature for your age than like the way you're speaking about construction, the products, the, the experiences. It's good to see. I was I wasn't Everyone expecting else this I talk much. About, they have no idea what I'm talking about. You know, it's fantastic. My buddies are like, "Hey, bud, you've been talking about paint for a half hour, man." Like, because <laughs> then you can talk about thing. paint for a half hour. You could talk about it for two hours and three hours. There's yeah, a lot to talk about. Not many people like they like to talk about. You know, the, the you know the tech shit, the new shit, like the new that's bull. I don't know the new trends out there and the. That's what I was saying. You're you're upsetting all the cool kids on Instagram. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> or the old kids. No, no, no. So we're talking to Vincent from Amadeus Custom. What is it? Custom Construction. I like the name, man. You ever see the movie? You ever hear the song? What's up? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course I have. Falco. Will you stop that? <laughs> <laughs> we got we to gotta wrap it up, but we have our last segment. What? The 10 questions. You're familiar with this one? I am. Oh, really? Look at that, eh? First time caller, long time <laughs> listener. <laughs> so here are the questions for you, Vincent. What is your favorite construction word? Mechanic. 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 Why? Um, instead of being called, you know, the tile guy, the wall guy, the painter guy, you're the painting mechanic, you're the plaster mechanic, you're the tile mechanic. It's it's more, I don't know. Professional. But I, I would only call, like, I would call Carlito a tile mechanic. I'd call you a plastering mechanic. I, like I wouldn't that. call you a, like a tile that. guy or plaster guy because you know what the hell you're doing. You look at the job, you, you're just so, you have more. Hmm. Uh, I like where you're going with this. Keep anyway. going. <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> boy, yeah, buttering okay. up Carlito okay. there. I'll give you one better. So there's actually a movie from the 70s with Charles Bronson called The Mechanic, and he's known as the Hitman. <laughs> So he knows how to fix things. <laughs> they did a remake with uh, Jason Strathan, but it yeah, was some pretty good. big pipes too. Yeah, <laughs> back in the day. What is your least favorite construction word? Just. Can you wow. just do that? Can you just touch that up? Can you just do? So just? well said. Ask your accountant. No, oh, I forgot this receipt in, under my car, my under the seat of my car. Can you just put that in? Can, can, <laughs> just. Can you just do that? Just add like it. Just that. add it. I like You're there. That. totally just right. It. What turns you on in construction? Really well done board work. <laughs> Every butt joint is chamfered. 
double screwed. Oh, it, it's so like it just looks, wow. looks straight. All those little finished. details. Yeah, that's a lot of details. Too. That's above and beyond. Guys, another thing. You, I, I learned about the whole certainty delamination of paper. Holy yeah. shit! If I okay, I'm I'm going through that at the site now. All the freaking boards delaminated. If I didn't hear this podcast, there's no way I would have thought. Uh, Teddy brought that up. You know, yeah, it must have been Teddy. Yeah. Yeah, I Just remember that. Learn, learn so much. Wow, so much thank you. Things. That's fantastic to hear. I don't listen to the radio, by the way. FM, AM, no. It's, it's the construction line. Did you, yeah. did you tell your supervisor to maybe listen to the podcast? <laughs> no, hey, listen. I don't want <laughs> what is your favorite if, curse if he is word? Listening, if he is listening, after the 10th floor, man, I'm out of there. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, what is your favorite curse word? Oh, man, anything in... Patois, Portuguese, anything, man. I'm walking on the site. I'm walking towards the building, right, in the morning. And I hear these Jamaican bricklayers going, and he's talking about, oh, you know, Tony's a blood clot. Tony's this fucking Tony. Yeah. And, oh, man, I'm thinking, if there was someone, you know, walking their dog with their kid, and, you know, blood the, the things you hear. You know, mommy, why does Tony have a blood clot? You know, like... <laughs> anyway, any sort of curse and, and something like that. And Portuguese. It. You like the Portuguese oh, ones too, eh? Right? Portuguese ones. Oh, my God. What yeah. construction sound or noise do you love? The sound the hawk and trowel make when you rub oh, them together. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean. Man. It's like ting, ting, that ting. knife. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love that one. Good one. I like what that. What construction sound or noise do you hate? When the corner bead hits the concrete floor and makes <laughs> a freaking... Oh, I hate that metal sound when it crashes. <laughs> corner beads, it's the worst. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Probably stonemasonry. Not bricklaying, oh. but stonemasonry. Really? You actually have to face the stone before you lay it and you stuff. Know, I mean, we've had a lot of stonemasons on, concrete yeah. guys, and they've made me want to do it. I was going to do the OEF program for masonry when I was in high school, but yeah. then they said there weren't enough people, so I stuck with the painting. What profession would you not like to do? I wouldn't want to be a construction manager or a uh, site super um, or any of those kind of show up at 7, jump in the site office, come back out for your walk around at 12 and jump back in your site office. And, yeah. Just sleeping. Yeah. I know. Yeah, use up all the data on the, on the, on the sites. <laughs> if heaven exists, <laughs> what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Jesus and John are framing up 10,000 units. He's ready for board. Uh, Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> 50 cents a foot. Uh, you'll be doing it from... It won't be about money anymore. Uh, Vincent, what a pleasure, man. We've yes, got a couple of little awesome. gifties there for you. Oh, so you. you've got some construction life uh, espresso and cup. And thank you for the cigars. Cup. Thank you so oh, much nice. for the cigars. We really appreciate that. Uh, they will you'll, get... will not be getting out of this building <laughs> with those... <laughs> Holy shit. Look at those, eh? Those are fat ones. Man, eagles. Man. Okay, there's three, though. <laughs> Paper, rock, scissors. Uh, Vincent, thank you very much. Guys, thank check him much. out. Give him a holler. Have you been reaching out to everybody? Like, have you reached out to Kieran? Have you reached out to Teddy? Have you reached out to any of these I guys? I reached out to Kieran like years ago. Okay, um, yeah. I, I, honestly, I might reach out to him again. Who reach knows? out to Actually, him, man. The guy done, wants to cheat. He wants yeah. to. And Teddy's yeah. another resource. We're planning another one with Teddy and another plaster friend of his. Yeah. So we've only done the one plaster, and then we did Kirian. Uh, and so we want to do more of them. We want to talk more about that finishing stuff. And we definitely encourage you. So I want to just do a bunch of shout outs. Uh, anybody that wants to come on the show, please reach out. Just DM me, send me an email, uh, manny at hardcorerentals.com. And just if you want to get on the show, let us know what you want to talk about. And Make we'll sure you're it. passionate and you really respect this industry yeah. and you want to make 
make a change. Yeah, if you want to just come here and butter up Carlito and talk about what his past was I'm all totally about. into that. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to say hello to Dustin and Christian from K&S Company. Uh, oh, wait a second. Let me finish that with a... <laughs> What's up, boys? No, they were fun. They were good. They actually want to get it back on you the know show. What? I'm proud of them. I'm proud of them. So they're doing really well. Vincent, thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for much, sharing Vincent. your story. Really appreciate it. This I know this is a little nerve-wracking, but uh, hopefully uh, we helped. We, we gave you some insight or whatever, and yes. it's a show, right? So got anything else to say, Carlito? Well, you want to be here for another half an hour? No, I don't. I think we should bring him back. No, for sure. Love to have you back. See how you're doing and then later on in the year, right? Okay, Vincent, thank you. Thank you, guys. Carlito, get us out of here. Vincent, thank you very much again for the cigars. Really appreciate that. Thank you so much for the story. Reach out to him, guys. It is... I'm trying to get my paperwork here. Amadeus Custom Construction. You don't want to share a number, do you? Sure. Okay, there you go. You want to reach out to him? You want to look at... You want to get a really good job out of this guy? 647-984-0896. And you'll get a great finishing job from Vincent Carlito. Four one six TO baby, I would the bridge.